It's Tuesday. You know what that means. Welcome into Highly Disputed here on WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. My name is Dylan Bishop. With me, as always, Ryan Stickle. I'm back. How's it going, Ryan? It's good to be back once again after uh, another week off. This yeah. time it wasn't the uh, the first dose and it wasn't the Dallas trip. This was the second dose week off. Yeah, we got a fully vaccinated studio in here. Te- I know. Te- I guess technically six days from being a fully vaccinated studio. So yeah, you know, yeah. Two weeks. Well, you know, the, the two weeks that. is to be safe. I mean, we got both shots. It's in the yeah, system. Okay. It's processed. So I'm sure, you know. You know. You know, we can finally sit within six feet of each other in the studio for once. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we really had it spread out. Had the giant uh, NBA on TNT table in here where it's about yeah. 30 feet long. Yeah, I could barely see Ryan, really, no. so far away. <laughs> I could just hear him in my headset. If we didn't have headsets on, it would have just been like, what? Yeah, ah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got that. So you've gotten fully vaccinated, both of us here. Uh, unfortunately, Ryan got suspended from Twitter. Oh, man. Uh, because... I don't know. He's, he got canceled. What did you say? What did you get? You got, you got <laughs> Twitter canceled me for copyrighted music, I guess. From for like five-year-old tweets or from something? From tweets that were several years old. I've been getting the notices. I've got So six <laughs> is the final strike on Twitter. For it's suspension. an odd number to be the final strike. Yeah, each time you get one, it's just like, hey, delete this. And then you delete it. And you think once it's deleted... Then you don't have a strike. It's done with. Yeah. But apparently, not. once you get the strike, it doesn't matter what you do with the content. A strike is a strike. And I've been getting them for several years now. Like, every <laughs> few months I get one, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll delete the tweet. And I don't care. It's from 2015. And now I get this one. And I was like, okay, another one. Well, you know. And then I go, and I'm clicking through. Because each time you click through, you get emails about it. But you click through on the app. It's like... This and this happened. This delete this. I say like, okay, okay. I click through, and I I didn't see when it said you were suspended, because I clicked through it all, and I was on Twitter, and I was like, well, this is like weird. Like my timeline's not loading. And Twitter, like a couple weeks ago, was acting up. Like I I didn't get new tweets on my timeline for like close to two days. And I was looking. I was like, oh my gosh, like what is this? And so I go to my account, and it says I'm suspended. So then I'm looking through the emails, doing everything I can to see like, well. Can I delete this and get it off my record or whatever? And so now you have to email whoever sent out the notice. Some guy with Universal Music, something like that. I don't know. Some Imagine Dragons song on a video I made of Shep several years ago. Shep the person, not the school. And Trevor Snyder. <laughs> yes. University. Yes. A video of, of him zooming in slowly on his childhood school elementary school photo where Demons is playing at a very high volume. Um... So it got taken down. I sent an email and I asked for a retraction. I was like, yeah, I'll delete it. Can you retract it? Because they, they give you the info. I doubt anything will happen, though. But I made a new one. I'm no longer rstickle24. I'm rstick24. Got um, rid of the L. Got rid of the L. Uh, rstickle, I don't know if that was available. But you had to keep the 24. Kept this, the, pretty much the same name. Account looks the same. Um, over 100 followers now. So we got... You're getting there. We're 10% of the way there. Um, I followed like 450 people and it, it stopped me. I have to wait like a day now to follow more people. So I got the time. The time looks That's pretty cool. normal. And now it's like the fringe ones that I might forget about tweet good stuff every now and then. But timeline's pretty normal looking at this point. So, um, it's, it's, I spent a lot of time on Twitter the past day, just trying to reconstruct everything I could. <sighs> yeah. 
That sounds rough. Yeah, it's not a fun now, time. The thing, now, some people with, like, more Twitter followers with, like, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 would probably welcome getting suspended and having to create a new account. Right. Because you say, oh, I only have 100 people following me. Only, like, one person's going to reply to this tweet instead of 100. Right. Ugh. Yeah, that must the be The dream. Nice. <laughs> but... Yeah, I was in a, such a good place. I've been sitting on a thousand, like about a thousand, like a thousand fifty for probably like a, two or three years now. I'm um, just chilling there. Been about the same. I don't really follow many people anymore. It's very rare that I follow a new person because it's just my timeline same. is what yeah. it is. So that uh, it's I was just in a good place, and uh, you know now it's just all washed away. Full birdhouse gone. Still on YouTube though, but. The tweet, the iconic tweet. I was going to say, that's probably, I was thinking that was probably one of the ones that got you in trouble. Yeah. I don't know if that one got me in trouble or not. I'm not sure, to be honest. Because that one, like, was allowed on YouTube. Because some of the stuff Ah. I tried to put on YouTube. um, True. I'm trying to think. There was one with, like, a SpongeBob song that got me. Yeah, I can't remember. There's so many. There was, like, a two-year span. I was just making endless stuff. I had music in it, so, Mm. Baseball clips never got me though. It was all music. <laughs> well, no one cares about baseball. Lots of That's... lots of baseball clips were posted. They don't. They don't That's really the care thing. about no that. No one cares one. about baseball. But it's weird to it come after like years later. Yeah, because like, they're not. I don't know algor- what that's about. Like if you can find it in years past, you have some type of like system that finds it. Like you're not just right searching that out. So I don't really know how that went down, but it's like if you can't find it then, because like on YouTube when you upload something, it tells you instantly. Says this audio is copyrighted. Um, sometimes they'll say you can't post it, and other times they'll say you can post it, but you can't make money off the video. Twitter is just like the wild west. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> for a few years, and then and then they come back for you. But mm. there's really no rules on Twitter. Usually, most of the time. Nah, most of the time. Any. But we're building back. We'll we'll we're, survive. We're building back better. Yep. So we are sitting here. 8.13 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Tuesday, April 27th, 2021. We are about almost exactly, who knows what time it'll start on Thursday, 48 oh, hours. Uh, it'll be 20 minutes after the advertised time, probably. Yes, so six minutes away from 48 hours away. <laughs> from the NFL Draft, 2021 edition, and... You know, I've talked about before how, like, you get up into a certain point where rumors start swirling around, and when you get really close to the draft, you kind of have to stop listening to them because you're getting a lot of nonsense. We're starting to reach that point. I think tomorrow... See, the stuff that you'll hear publicly, the the stuff that, like, Adam Schefter will tweet out, you can believe that. But if you... There's a lot of things that'll swirl around from smaller people. This is where you start to get your your nonsense, your smaller guys. You'll start to get your well. I think the Browns are going to pick Sam Darnold number one over. <laughs> I think it's starting to get locked in. Oh man, there's the accounts like NFL update. They have like two hundred thousand yes. followers. They're like a source tells us. It's like uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a real source, but they're just lying. I don't know. They're just trying to. Yeah. So trying we're starting. To we're starting to get to that point. The the first two picks in this year's draft, they're pretty much locked in. The Jaguars, number one, they're going to pick Trevor Lawrence. The Jets, number two, whether they should or not, are going to pick <laughs> Zach Wilson. 
Number three is the pivot point that we're really, we're still at. The, the gambling books, the insiders, they're all starting to shift one way towards Mac Jones at number three. But from what I understand, that's not, you know, we, you can use your, th- your therapy words. Uh, shout out to uh, Stephen Godfrey of uh, Split Zone Duo and Banner Society. I think I feel I know. <laughs> I think, I think Mac Jones is the favorite to be the pick, but I, I just, I feel like there's still a lot of Trey Lance talk, mostly behind the scenes, that it's not really making its way. There's a lot of people who know things that don't report it that are talking a lot about Trey Lance. And like, it was just a couple hours ago. Trey Lance was doing an interview with some sort of 49ers media. And at the end of the interview, the guy says, well, hopefully we can talk to you again on, on Thursday. You know, we'll get to talk to you more. And Trey Lance says, that's the plan. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Did he know who he was talking to? So that, who knows? I don't, I don't know. I mean, because was... if, you, if you want to play that off, you say, oh, I thought it was just like national NFL media, you know. I thought I was talking. No, was, to, I, was, I thought I was talking to USA Today. He, I think the guy said, "Well, hopefully we'll see you in a 49ers uniform. Oh, hopefully we we'll get to talk to you more on Thursday." And he he says, "That's the plan." Oh man! And that goes in line with what a lot of them I'm hearing from the people that I know. The it's the the rumor prevailing rumor is that Kyle Shanahan wants Mac Jones, but I th- believe the fra- the the word used was he may acquiesce to some of the scouts oh. and pick and decide that. Trey Lance is an okay option too. I don't know why he'd want Mac Jones. He already has Mac Jones, but yeah, he basically does. Um, probably less athletic. I mean, I would, Jimmy G's got to be in better shape than Mac Jones. Jimmy G barely has knees, but he he does. You know, he's yeah. in better shape. Yeah, looks a lot better. He does more chiseled look to him. Well, now. it's hard. It's hard to look better than Jimmy G. Yeah, that's true. The very handsome man. And it's hard to work. What look, were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, this is the big inflection point, because I think there is a good bit about the draft that changes, depending on which one of these quarterbacks it is, because the other, you know, the word is that if Mac Jones doesn't go number three, he's not going to go in the top ten. And when you start to look at what you've seen with other people's boards, the Falcons, for instance, when we talked about it on the show uh, the, the week that you were out and... Our good friend Logan subbed in for us. We talked to Charles McDonald about the rumor that from Chris Mortensen a few weeks ago that the divide in the locker in the uh, front office for the Falcons was between Kyle Pitts and Trey Lance. Mm. So if you're getting this idea, well, this, the 49ers are considering Trey Lance, the Falcons are considering Trey Lance, the Panthers, I believe, have been linked to Justin Fields and Trey Lance, the Broncos. I think there's this idea that if there's a certain quarterback available at number nine, they will pick him. But if it isn't, they will not. Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a big Elway move right there. Who else would they? But who the, else would Elway want than but Mac the Jones? Tea, the, the the tea leaves are starting are starting to, you know, play out that a lot of teams are really high on Trey Lance, but not many teams are that high on Mac Jones. Mm. So you would say, wouldn't it be more likely that it'd be Trey Lance? But if the if the right team is high, exactly on Mac Jones, and it's just I think the the thing 
the people just can't people aren't able to wrap their head around the idea that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan consider a very smart coach, would trade up, trade these two first round picks for Mac Jones, mm. a guy who probably has the lowest ceiling of all of the top five quarterbacks in the draft, and is really just this like game manager court like Kirk Cousins style quarterback. And it's like why if Kyle Shanahan is the offensive genius that he claims to be, why wouldn't he take a guy like a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields? Where you know they have a lot of upside, you can think you can mold them into an elite quarterback. They have equal throwing ability, at best. Yeah. At worst, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they are far superior athletically. Um, played with good talent, but worse talent than Mac Jones. I really the thing. Justin Fields is so interesting to me because he's yeah. he's just dropping and dropping and dropping. It's like oh he might go like you know he might go top ten now. But at, out right at the end of the season, we haven't played any real football. He's gone from pretty much consensus number two quarterback, number two overall pick, to maybe top ten, maybe third, maybe fourth quarterback. Well, li- fifth Chris quarterback. Sims had him at number thirty-two to the Buccaneers, oh, which I don't, I don't think that's happening. There's a lot of things Chris Sims uh, says that I don't trust much. But all those guys at Pro Football Talk. NBC Sports. Mike Florio. I, it, it's it's an interesting group over there. Interesting. Yeah, I love I love that use. Mike Florio doesn't have a personal Twitter account, and so everyone just bullies him on. It's like <laughs> shut up, Florio. Every time PFD <laughs> tweets something out. Yes. So the other thing with Justin Fields. Now I was starting to think that maybe, maybe Fields was going to fall into the teens, and he still might. I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones is going to go number three. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields falls into the teens because the NFL is that stupid. Yes. That's the thing you have to remember. <laughs> you cannot hear a rumor and say, there's no way they're that stupid. Yes, there is. No, people There is that. a way that they're that stupid. It's the NFL. They're all very stupid. Yeah. Well, most of them. There's like five front offices that aren't stupid. And the teams that always win. And that's why the same four teams are good every single year. Exactly. Like Bill Belichick and and John Harbaugh and the Eric, Eric DaCosta, the front office. Like That's like two of the five good teams every year. Yeah. And, wow, it's because they have competent ownership <laughs> and, uh, you know, front office management. Consistency. Yeah. Um, yeah. Continuity. Uh, the Patriots are interesting to me. Because everyone's going on, they haven't they haven't t- had a quarterback first round in blah blah years. Well, they had Tom Brady for almost twenty years. Why would they ever select a quarterback in the first round? Right. So that I I think they probably will go quarterback if that is they, the, they, if one happens to be there. I don't that is see the them going with Mac Jones. But if you know if Fields drops low enough, if Lance drops low enough, I think they go right with that because what where else are they going to go? They had good free agent class. They have guys coming back from, you know, sitting out for COVID. Go for the quarterback because you don't, you know, Cam won a one-year deal. You know, even if Cam yeah. was go- really good still, it's not, that's not your long-term option. I think as it stands now, somewhere between pick seven and nine, the Patriots will trade up and pick Justin Fields. I think that's what's going to happen. Maybe they don't even need to trade up for him. And they just and or they need to they don't have to trade up that far, but the rumor is, the Patriots are calling around. Teams seem to think that they're really high on Justin Fields. 
rumor today from Peter King that they talk about the groundwork of a deal with the Panthers at number eight. Detroit really looks like they want to trade out at number seven. Denver, if they probably, it seems, only have a couple guys that they really want at number nine, and if they don't get them, they might trade out. I think one of those picks you're going to see the Patriots go up and get Justin Fields. Mm. You think teams at this point would see the Patriots high on somebody and go, hmm. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yes. You get this idea that, well, all these teams are really dumb, so of course Justin Fields will fall. Right. It's not like the Bears Bears trading up. The one team that's interested in trading up for him, and it's like, oh, well, this team wants him. It doesn't seem like many, really anyone else does. It's the Patriots. You should probably, Bill Belichick, you should pay attention to that. Right. Because how often in a draft do you have Bill Belichick in position to kind of have interest or express interest in one of the top guys? Yeah. He's generally picking 25 to 32 yep. um, almost every single year for the past 20 years. You and th- always trading down as well. When there's talk of the Patriots trading up, that's another thing. Yeah. Not just for like what player are they interested in. Yes. But trading up for them. Yeah, I, you don't you get think, that very much. You think one team would see that, you know, the 49ers would see that and go, hmm, I don't know. If they're going to trade up, that's that's a little interesting. Yeah. While we're over here looking at Mac Jones, mm-hmm. you know. I will say that my uh, I have a source on the inside with the 49ers that says that they are convinced that it's Justin Fields still at number three. I don't believe him. No. <laughs> I don't believe him. No. I don't think it's happening. We haven't heard that anywhere else. Right. Not even in England. No. He's been dropping consistently. The people inside the organization, I think, have fooled them. Here's the thing with rumors, too. It's not just are the t- are the people inside the organization trying to fool the media? Or is the agents, are the agents trying to put stuff out there to push narratives for their own guys? There's also the idea that the organization itself is telling the lower-level guys things that are not true. To throw, so because they know those are the guys that are going to uh, leak things to the media. Mm-hmm. So if the 49ers are sitting there deciding between Trey Lance and Mac Jones, they can do. They can say they'll look at the guys in their organization, some of the lower scouts, and be like, "Yeah, we really like Justin Fields. We really like Justin Fields. We might pick Justin Fields." So they'll go out into the media and say, "Well, I think they're going to pick. We're going to pick Justin Fields, man." And it's source within the source organization. Within the organization. Where, you know, where if it's Schefter, his sources are probably the person making the pick. He can contact any GM he wants to. He can contact anyone directly below the GM who will give them valuable information. Yeah. So if he's reporting it, that's how you know. He's not going to these low level scouts and being like, hey, buddy. You want to give me a little, give me a little tidbit. What do you know here? What They're do not you know? just going around and telling every single person in the organization the exact plans. Yeah. Because, well, you know that someone's going to leak something. Right. And if you're one scout and you're not even like a top level scout in the organization, your job might just be Justin Fields. Like, yes. <laughs> that could be your, that could be your work. You report everything there is to know about Justin Fields and they're always coming to you. What do you got here? All right, his pro day's here. We want to be there. We want to have a presence here. All right, interview him. Blah, 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 this date, this time. So that's all that person will know. And to them, even if they're aware that the team is looking at other guys with other scouts, yeah. to them that's like, oh, that's, yeah. like That's my favorite thing. The anonymous scout source. The guy that will come out in April or March say, anonymous scout 
says Justin Fields is not an NFL quarterback or no, something. Anonymous scout says that so and so is not worth a first round pick. Bro, every team has dozens of scouts. This guy's one opinion does not matter. Yes. The scouts' jobs are to go to the GMs and give their opinions, and they say, thank you, I will weigh all of these options now for guys that they don't know much about. Mm -hmm. The GMs will go to the pro days for the big quarterbacks and decide themselves when it comes to big decisions like that. When it comes to... You know, fifth round picks, sixth round picks, seventh round picks. Then maybe the scouts get to decide and more, <laughs> have more have more say because the only people that have seen them. Yeah. Good luck leaking news about your fifth round pick and getting any traction with that. That's yeah. uh, that's not coverage. Yeah. So, what an anonymous scout thinks means almost nothing. Yeah. No matter what the player is, or w- even if you find out what team the play- the scout is from, it barely matters. It barely matters. So I do think the I do think that the Patriots are going to get Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. That's how it seems. Yeah. So that's one that's been consistent in all yeah. the rumors for a cu- probably a couple months now. Once it was apparent that he was dropping out of the top three, it was all Patriots because yeah. that's a team that's smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a couple other things that I'm. You know, kind of on the rumor mill. Jalen Waddle seems to be in play for the sixth pick in the draft. I think if, if the top five goes a certain way, say Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts are both gone at number six. You know, the Dolphins made this trade today. They traded Eric Flowers to Washington after previously getting him from Washington, I believe. Or he was on Washington at some point. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about now that could open them up to pick Panay Sewell. At number six, personally, I don't know if that if tr- they traded Eric Flowers for a swap of late round picks. I'm not sure if that changes your trajectory of what you're doing at number six in the draft very no. much. So I don't really buy that yeah. too much. Well, I can tell you, Pitts will not be there at six. I'd be shocked if Pitts was not in that. We'll get into it, but I think fifth pick. I think there is a scenario where that can happen. We'll get into it though. I think Mac. I think that involves Mac Jones going way too high. Basically. Well, just talk about it now. I think the way that that happens is Mac Jones goes third, mm-hmm. and with Trey Lance on the board, which uh, the Falcons decide to pick him over uh, Kyle Pitts, mm. which I think can happen. I think if you if you right now as it stands, Kyle Pitts is like the betting favorite and the rumored favorite yeah. to go number four because if, if Mac Jones is number three, but I don't know. I just if you're the Falcons, the Falcons though, could pick him. if you're the Falcons, though, and, and you're drafting a quarterback that high, I feel like they would have been doing more to start rebranding and rebuilding that roster. And I haven't really seen much. It's just kind of them. Well, right, they are plugging talk- in. They're talking about trading Julio Jones, mm. which I think we can now see. That's something I hadn't heard till like recent days this was like one or two days ago and so now i'm like about. well is this like is someone pushing something here i think that is stir a, a narrative i think it is something to look for now there's two ways to look at that when it comes to what they do at number four you can look at it and say well they're totally tearing down the roster if they pit if they trade julio so that means they're going to pick a quarterback and build for the future or you can look at it and say well if they trade Julio, they need another weapon, mm-hmm. and they need to pick Kyle Pitts because they still have Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan can still 
play pretty well, and they'll still be able to make a run. Yeah. So it depends on how you look at it. The the it seems like they're more so geared towards a rebuild. At least the GM would be. I think the head coach Arch, Arthur Smith more so is saying we can run this team back right mm-hmm. now, and we can we can do something with this team. Yeah, I think the Falcons can be a good team if they make the right moves, but I don't. Their ceiling to me isn't great, and if that's where you are with a quarterback at Matt Ryan's age, who, you know. He could go on and play till he's 40 and just be yeah. solid till he's 40, but that the odds of that happening are pretty low. And so I'm looking at that and just saying we're not great and our quarterback is probably on the tail end of his prime, if not past his prime. So I think we need to get ahead of the rebuild while we're not a complete laughing stock yeah. or we're not just stuck in mediocrity. Because mm-hmm. the, the team's not great as it is. Yeah. You might as well just dive into that and you have a chance to get a quarterback. I think yeah. they... I think just whatever the best quarterback when they draft would yeah. be the smart move. I think it would be too. So there's that. There's another rumor when it comes to trade-ups. We talked about how the Lions and the Panthers, 7 and 8, are starting kind of looking like they want to trade down. Uh, a trade-up option is that the Chargers really want to trade up for Panay Sewell, the left tackle from Oregon, and reunite him with Justin Herbert. I think that is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think if Panay Sewell does not go number 6, to Miami, I think he will go number seven or eight, probably to the Chargers. Although if the Panthers are sitting there at eight and they don't have a good trade back option that they want, I can see them just sitting there and say, well, we'll just we'll just take Sewell because we could use the tackle. Right. Why not? So I can see that as well. But I, I think Panay Sewell t- to the Chargers one way or another is a pretty, pretty good pretty good bet if you were looking into something where you kind of want to take you know something that's a little bit more of a long shot and try to guess it Mm. that'd be kind of that'd be one you can look at I think there is a chance that the wide receivers can fall if Jalen Waddle doesn't go six or seven to Miami or Detroit if Detroit's sitting there at seven they could just say well we can take a wide receiver we can take Waddle I think there's a chance that they could just trade down and say he might be there when we trade down. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at it, Jamar Chase goes number five, let's say. After that, you have not not many teams that are looking at wide receivers. You yeah. have the Giants that could, but the Giants' rumor seems to be that they're going to go defense more so than... So right now, it's uh, between, I would say, uh, Micah Parsons and Quiddy Pay. I would say Micah Parsons seems to be the the favorite for who they pick. It could be Devonte Smith or Jalen Waddle, if one of them's there. Um, I'd say right now Micah Parsons. Hmm. So you lo- start looking down the board, you could see a scenario where Jalen Waddle's on the board at fifteen, the same way that C.D. Lamb was on the board around fifteen or at seventeen, I think it was that the Cowboys picked him, mm-hmm. and then Devonte Smith is getting into the late teens. That could happen, and you're seeing. And also another thing that leads me to that conclusion is, you know, when you look at the betting odds, a lot of them are very close to what you would expect. Like, Kyle Pitts, his, like, over-under for what pick he'll be is, like, is five and a half. You know, Justin Fields, it was at three and a half, four and a half. Now it's fallen to seven and a half. Mm. You get things like that. And you start to look at guys, like, in the teens and 20s, it starts to, okay, that makes sense. You know, this guy's in, like, you know, his over-under is, like, 11 and a half. That sounds about right. One thing that leads me to believe that the wide receivers could fall down the board, Rashad Bateman of Minnesota. 
the guy who, for this whole entire process, I've been hoping that the Ravens would pick. And this whole time I've been thinking, well, he's probably not going to be there. He's probably not going to be there. It would know, be nice, but he's probably not going to be there. Yeah, the rumor this uh, just uh, yesterday, I believe, that from Todd McShay that said that the Ravens are targeting a wide receiver with one of their two first-round picks. We can talk about that trade at some point, too. A lot to talk about. Rashad Bateman's over-under right now, wherever I can find it, is 27.5 or 28.5, which mm-hmm. is where the Ravens pick, 20, 27. I was thinking it would be at like 21, 20. That's around the pit, like the Titans around that, that right. and Colts. The fact that his over-under is that low leads me to think that there's going to be a there's going to be wide receivers falling further down the board than we think. Which, I mean, taking wide receiver that high is risky. You know? Yeah. Yeah, wide receivers, that's a weird position. Especially first-rounders. Like, if you don't have... It's not a, you know, can't-miss guy. Not a, you know, you're sure that this guy's going to be a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why? Taking one really high. Yeah, Pitts is that, like, super, like, crazy prospect. Like, can't-miss. Obviously Mm -hmm. great. After that, you know... Jamar Chase, to a lot of people, is that way. Jamar Chase is good. There's a lot of people that have Waddle, number one, or Devontae Smith, number one, wide receiver yeah. as well, though. Devontae Smith, everyone's all worried about how skinny he is, but give him an NFL offseason, and they'll they'll bulk him up. Yeah. Like, I don't... It's it's different than, say, Hollywood Brown, because Hollywood is 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, he's tiny. Devontae yes. Smith... And he's, six, was, he's like 6'1". Yeah, Devontae Smith is 6'1", and he's like 175 pounds... Hollywood Brown was like five eight five nine, like one hundred and sixty five pounds, like yes, tiny, tiny, tiny. Yes, and he could still put on a little bit of bulk. I yeah. mean, it, he's he's small enough to where he like needs his speed, like all the speed he can get as that size. But Devontae Smith is six one; he can lose half a step, quarter of a step, and still compete because. He's six one, <laughs> like, um, and he'll get stronger too. I mean, he could, you know, he's not, you know, I, I'm not gonna say, say he's, you know, Julio Jones coming out here, but the NFL can put fifteen, twenty pounds on the guy and he'll be just fine. So I don't, yeah. for that to be a worry uh, on teams, like, that's an indictment of your own training staff. If you're scared of a guy who's <laughs> tall and skinny, um, I'm not, I'm not too worried about him. So, yeah. so I think there's a possibility there. It could revolve around pick six and seven, whether or not that happens. Because I think if Jalen Waddle goes off the board in one of those picks, Devontae Smith could still fall. But be you know, if Jalen Waddle is still on the board at that point, then you really Devontae yeah. Smith falls down, and then Bateman falls down. Marshall Terrace Marshall Jr. apparently has a medical issue with like an ankle, mm. lower leg problem that might make him fall into the second round. So I would imagine by the time we're out of the top ten we can kind of plan out how the rest of the round is going to go because that's going to really, I think, determine which teams, you know, the order it's kind of like, it's just, I don't know, the order of things, not so much who is going that high. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like Mac Jones going high changes everything down to like pick 15. Like we said, the pivot point is really Mac Jones versus Trey Lance. Yeah. So I get that. Uh, When we get down to, what is it? 14, 14, uh, with the Vikings. I've got another inside scoop for us here. Uh, some of the players that the Vikings really love and might even try to trade up for, Patrick Sertan the second. But it looks like Dallas is really locked into picking him number 10. And unless someone trades up over them, 
uh, he's going to be a cowboy. Mm. Uh, Rashawn Slater is another one that the Vikings really like, but I think unless they trade up for him, they're not getting him. They also are apparently lo- uh, are looking at young quarterbacks. No. <laughs> Is very funny. I don't think that they're going to give up the dough to uh Yeah, they'd really be trading up then. <laughs> yeah. The guy that seems to be left on the board that they like at their pick is Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher from Miami. So right now, if I'm putting any money on it, Jalen Phillips will be the pick for the Vikings unless they you know, are able to trade up or able to select Rashawn Slater, which I don't expect to happen. And then, let's see. I think there's a slight possibility that if Trey Lance doesn't go in the top four and he falls out of there, I can see a scenario where Justin Fields goes before him. Mm. I think if New England really likes Justin Fields that much and they trade up for him, you could see Trey Lance fall to eight or nine, and then it's like, well, do the Broncos... I think that might be the guy that the Broncos would take. I think Trey Lance... There's a scenario where he falls to the Broncos. That's and let's say New England trades up the seven with Lance and Fields on the board, and you're like, oh, which one are they going to take? And they take Fields. Mm. And then Carolina sits sits there, and the rumor was that Carolina really likes Fields. Maybe they trade back. The Chargers take Sewell at eight, and then Lance is sitting there in the lap of John Elway and the Broncos, and they take him. And there's there's your top guys off the board, and that in that scenario you probably have all five quarterbacks off the board at that point. That'd be interesting. So, that would be interesting. Uh, The Ravens, they now have two first-round picks. They traded Orlando Brown to Kansas City. Kansas City has an entirely new offensive line now. Yeah. They have Orlando Brown now. (laughs) It all took us one game, and they said, all right. Yeah, it took one Super Bowl loss. They said, just get a new one. Yeah. So, they have Orlando Brown. They signed Joe Tooney. From the Patriots, the $85 million. Uh, Austin Blythe, the center from the Rams. Kyle Long came out of retirement and signed with the Chiefs. And there's even one more. Uh, Oh, they have a new line compared to last year. They're going to get Duvernay Tardif back, who opted out of last season to work. To fight fight the pandemic. (laughs) Yes. The only honorable NFL player, really. Um, So they have an entirely new offensive line. So that's going to be very I don't so I don't know how that's going to work out. Orlando Brown was not as good last year without having Marshall Yonda next to him on the line and then when Ronnie Stanley got hurt he moved over to left tackle. He was good. I think he made the pro bowl cuz now he's a two-time pro bowler and I'm not sure when the other one would have been. So that's very interesting. Uh fit there i'm not sure he's gonna full-time left tackle they're gonna pay him like a left tackle that's why the ravens traded him even Mm -hmm. if he even if he didn't want to play left tackle he was gonna want to get paid like one right and that was gonna be an issue the ravens got the 31st pick in the draft uh they gave up their second round pick so they basically traded up from the first to this uh the second to the first and then they got an extra third fourth and fifth the Ravens also threw in a sixth to the Chiefs the Chiefs got Orlando Brown in a a second and a sixth and the Ravens got the 31st pick a third fourth and fifth pretty good haul yeah for a guy that you weren't forgot yeah you were gonna get rid of anyway yeah so that's I mean if you can always that's a smart 
front office move there. You see plenty of front offices that like you hear that a guy's you know probably not going to stay, or you get the idea, you start getting the feeling that he's not going to stay, mm-hmm. and you're just like, nah, we'll ride it out. You go to a team like the Chiefs, who for the foreseeable future is just going to go for it every single year because yes. why not? When you have Mahomes, that's what you do. Yes, I don't know how they plan on paying these people. Again, I don't know I'm, how they paid Tooney. Right, I don't know how they plan on. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where the money's coming from. I have no idea. They're gonna about to be in the Falcons situation where they're cutting Julio Jones or trading Julio Jones. Oh man! Which, by the way, the Ravens are the betting favorite for Julio Jones. I think that's more of. I saw that headline. Yeah, it's like NBC Sports Washington or something. NBC Sports Ravens or Baltimore or whatever. I think when those odds first come out with a rumor like that, it's really just what team needs a wide receiver the most. Put them at the top. Right. Because if, if if he's available at all, I mean, I'm sure they've called. Yeah. So we're interested, but yeah, we'll talk about yeah, it. The later. Ravens would they would have to like restructure contracts or something with yes. because they his his uh, cap hit would be like 15.3 million, and the Ravens have 15.1 million in cap mm. space right now. But now the Ravens have two first round picks, 27 and 31, and I think it's interesting because the, the theme at the top, at, you know, at the first round for them was. You got three positions you could go for: wide receiver, edge rusher, offensive line. But you only have one pick. You got to pick between. Now, you got two picks. You got two first-round picks. There's a lot you can do. You can package them up. You can package one of them up and trade up. Mm-hmm. You can trade down from one of them. You can trade up and down. You can do whatever. You can pick. <laughs> you can do a lot of things. But if you just keep trade, the pick, make, make trade the whole night. And yeah, then, and then eventually it'll be your pick. <laughs> right. I think. So now they're in a position that can pick two of those positions in need. Right. So as it stands right now, I'm still like Todd McShay threw me for a loop because I did not think they were going to take a wide receiver. But now there's this idea that they def- that he's saying that they want a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Now I don't I don't know Todd McShay to be one of the most reliable guys in the world. I don't know him to be unreliable. But when I think of like whose sources can I trust, I don't really think of Todd McShay. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't not think of him like on purpose. Be like, well, don't listen to McShay. <laughs> Insider Todd McShay. Yeah. When you look at you know Mel Kiper has been projecting Terrace Marshall Jr. to the Ravens in every mock draft, and last year he nailed. He did the same thing with Patrick Queen, and then they picked Patrick Queen. And you know Kiper is a Ravens fan. I don't know if he's from Baltimore, but he's a Ravens fan. Hmm. So I think he kind of is on track there. So right now, as it stands, I'm going to say that the Ravens pick Rashad Bateman. And with that second pick, here's what I'm going to say. If at 27, Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle from Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Mm -hmm. is there, they'll probably pick him. If he's not there, I think you can look at their two picks to be Rashad Bateman and I'm going to say Aziz Ojolari the edge rusher from Georgia, in some kind of order. Maybe they pick Ojolari yeah. at 27, Bateman at 31. Yeah, I say you pick two positions, you go best available, whatever, each one. Yeah. So, you know, you, you rank. I'd, I'd take both positions, rank them all on the same list, basically. Yes. And then just go, okay, he's available, that's the one. I that's think, it, I think it's, it's, pre- it's pretty much as simple as that. That's basically, like. I think that what they're going to do is, how the Ravens operate is always, they're basically always doing best player available. Mm-hmm. So it's like you put the guys up, on whoever the top guy on your on your yeah. thing is. I mean, generally if you're picking in the 20s, unless you have a glaring need, yes. it is, which, yes. you know, wide receiver, a pretty big need for them. Right. But, you know, they also need an offensive line, which is 
just fell apart last year. Yes. So um, it's really just best available at those positions. Yes. It's like you cross off the names that are at positions that you don't need best available. Mm-hmm. If number one guy is an offensive tackle, take him. If it's number one's a wide receiver, you take him. I think they're going to have Tevin Jenkins ranked really high. He seems like a very Ravens-ish pick. Mm. And I think Rashad Bateman and Aziz Ojolari are the other two to watch out for. Gun to my head, I'll say Tevin Jenkins is gone before 27, and they go with Ojolari and Bateman. If all three are on the board, it's really tough. I'll say they pass on Ojolari, and they take an edge rusher later. Maybe go for a Joseph Osai from Texas. Hope for, hope for a guy like that. And when it comes to the Steelers, everyone's got them taking Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Yeah. I'm not convinced. You're not? The last time, well, first off, the Steelers rarely in the first round take skill position players. That's true. And that team, if the Steelers know what's good for them, <laughs> <laughs> know that the run game was bad because their line was bad at run blocking. Yeah. Their line, they, they had a great line, a better part of the decade. It's mostly the same guys. Lost a couple to retirement. Pouncey's gone. Um, you know, free agency. Guys get older, basically. The line needed rebuilt more than anything because they plugged in over the course of the season three or four running backs. Most of them, you know, probably below, I'd say below league average. But at the same time, you know, you can make bad running backs look good if your line's good. And their line was very clearly yeah. awful in run blocking. I don't. I don't take a running back because you just have a better running back running straight into the line every first down, <laughs> run yes. up the middle first down and pass it three to- pass it two or three times <laughs> like their offense did all last year. Um, they might go Najee Harris. They might surprise me. The last running back they took in the first round was Rashard Mendenhall. So if, that, <laughs> if you want an idea how long that's been. I think Rashard Mendenhall is like writing sitcoms now or something. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Um yeah, they're generally first round, offensive line, defense. Yeah. So f- if if I'm them, I'm either going after the best available tackle, left or right, preferably a left tackle, because your left tackle last year, Villanueva, regressed and then left. <laughs> and it looks like he's going to sign with the Ravens. Looks like he's signing with the Ravens. Um. So I'm going to either best left tackle. It's it's almost the Ravens' position. I'm either going left tackle or I'm going corner for the Steelers. Corner. Yes. Yeah. Um, because they've managed to kind of piece back together. It looked like they were going to lose everybody on their front seven. Um, like Tyson Alualu agreed with the Jaguars, and then all of a sudden it announced the Steelers had re-signed him. <laughs> <laughs> so something b- fell apart there. Um, they cut Vince Williams, ended up re-signing him to another one-year deal. For far less money because he's just mm-hmm. good run good run stopper team guy. Just he'll stick around for a pay cut. Um, so they they kind of kept that together. Um, they're gonna exercise the option for Minka Fitzpatrick, so he'll be there like another year or so, um, maybe two years. And then, other than that, you know, Joe Hayden's only gonna be good for so much longer. And you get past Joe Hayden, there's it's nothing special. When Joe Hayden was out, you saw how bad those corners were, especially man coverage. So that's that's my opinion. Uh, if they get Najee Harris, I'm sure you know 
they'll figure something out. They'll work him into the, the pass game, you know, because they, they, they love their screen passes now. Because they let they let Chris, uh, James Conner walk. Yes, he, he signed he, with he Arizona Cardinals. Yes, which James James Conner, you know, filled in for Le'Veon Bell well when their line was good. You know, hometown guy, people love him. There's no reason to pay him. Benny yeah. Snell, you know, had his moments. He's he's just too small. Like, he's not big enough or strong yeah. enough to be NFL running back. And other than that, you had, like, Jalen Samuels, who didn't get any play time. They had a couple other guys shuffle in there, a couple rookies. But um, I think TJ McFarlane? Anthony McFarlane? Anthony McFarlane. Maryland TJ, guy. Yeah, TJ McFarlane was an Orioles reliever yes, years ago. Yes, uh, <laughs> But, yeah, they had him in there. And he, he showed some promise, but um, it's just the line just wasn't good enough. So, I no. for me, it's... You know, you think it in today's age, people realize it's not the running back; it's the line. But, right. but we'll see. I didn't, they just don't. They just don't do that in the first round. They yeah. don't take skill position guys unless you know it's just an obvious like mm-hmm. this guy's great. Like you know, Claypool last year, he's like second round, late second round. Yeah, something like so, that. So, um, we'll see. Maybe it'll surprise me. I don't. I just, yeah, they're, like, they're they. I mean, next year, I thought it was gonna really fall apart. This offseason, they've managed to piece it back together. They got Juju back for cheap. Um, yeah. But next season, Ben is definitely done. Uh, and that, that that team, the roster yeah. is going to completely fall apart. So um, they're just trying to do what they can and replicate next year with a better ending, basically. Or replicate last year with a better ending. Um, and for me, I feel like a lineman would help toward yeah. that. But it's we'll see. It's a good offensive line draft. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that you got your, like, you know, there's a lot of guys like you're already talking about, like Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater. Those guys could both go in the top ten. Then you got guys like Elijah Vera Tucker from uh, USC, who's an interior offensive lineman. Christian Darisaw from uh, Alabama. Alex Leatherwood, uh, Tevin Jenkins, mm-hmm. uh, Creed Humphrey, center from uh, Oklahoma. Landon Dickinson or Dickerson, one or the other from from Alabama. There's a lot of offensive linemen in this draft. It's and assuming good- assuming most of them are as good as advertised, you're going to get you're guaranteed all but guaranteed one of them yeah. in the low twenties, wherever you're picking. Yeah. So here's here's what I want to go through here. Last last time we were on here, I gave my top ten mock draft. One point oh. One point oh. We're gonna go with two point oh. <laughs> wow. And- Not one point five. No. Not 1.5. I am going to give you 2.5, though. Whoa. Because, like we said, Mac Jones versus Trey Lance at number three can shake things up a lot. So I'm going to go with and say that Trey Lance goes third. I've gone back and forth on this so many times. Wow. Literally, that interview where he says that's the plan is what has changed my mind and made me settle on this right now. So I'm going to say Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, Jets, Zach Wilson. That's obvious. Three... Trey Lance to the 49ers. Four, Atlanta, Kyle Pitts. Five, the Bengals, Jamar Chase. Six, I'm going to say that choosing between Jalen Waddell and Panay Sewell, Miami goes with Jalen Waddell. Uh, Number seven, this is when Detroit trades back. The Patriots come up. They pick Justin Fields. Number eight, Carolina trades back, the Chargers come up, and they get Panay Sewell. Denver, number nine, Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle from Northwestern. Ten, Dallas, Patrick Sertan II, 
that's pretty much locked in, I think. Number 11, Micah Parsons to the Giants, I'm going to say. Uh, that's like, depending on where you look, FanDuel plus 600 odds for the Giants pick will be Micah Parsons. Hmm. Very good. On DraftKings, it's like 350. Still pretty good, though. <laughs> Uh, Quiddy Pay on DraftKings, it's like a plus 1,800 or plus 1,600. 16, 17, 1,800, one of those in in there. That's a good one you can look out for. Another one, I think this was plus 250 on uh, DraftKings, the Philadelphia Eagles pick being J.C. Horn, corner from South Carolina. I'm going to say that's their pick. And then uh, I'm going to go Christian Derisaw to the Panthers, 13. 14 uh Minnesota Jalen Phillips. I'm going to stop I'm going to stop there for that one cuz past that I'm not going to act like I I know anything. <laughs> the second option, that's pretty solid. Is that Mac Jones goes third. Trey Lance goes fourth to the Falcons. Wow. I think that's definitely a possibility. Jamar Chase I think is going to go fifth. Kyle Pitts to the Dolphins six. That's a big that's a big change there. Yeah. As, uh, you know, as opposed to them getting Jalen Waddle or you know maybe going Panay Sewell, mm. I think you get Kyle Pitts. The Bengals could pick him too. You could swap the five and six there. There's no reason why the Bengals couldn't. Maybe they they should probably. It's probably a better idea to pick Pitts than Chase because yeah. you have Tyler Boyd and T Higgins. Add that tight end in there. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Uh, for this, <laughs> yeah. For this one, I'm going to switch it around a little bit. It's still the same three guys in a different order. Detroit trades back to the Chargers for Panay Sewell at 7. Carolina stays at 8, picks Rashawn Slater. Denver trades back. That's where New England comes up for Justin Fields. Mm. And then I'll say, again, once again, Sertan, Micah Parsons, J.C. Horn, Christian Darisol, Jalen Phillips. In this scenario, number 15, the Lions get Jalen Waddell. Wow. Instead of him going number 6. That's a steal. Instead of number six or number seven, he's going fifteen. And another rumor I've heard, just kind of leaked out there from, is uh, Christian Barmore would be number sixteen to the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. Just very interesting stuff there. DraftKings put out a thing where you can uh, you can bet on the exact top five order for the draft. Right. Very interesting uh, stuff there. Um, let's see. It's gotta be a lot of money, right? You get that right. Yes, um, because, it's an unbreakable top five. Right. If I look at this here, I, tweet, I tweeted about this earlier today. So right now, the favorite is Jones, Pitts, Chase, three through five, three through five, mm-hmm. and that's like at a plus two seventy five, which is still pretty good. Yeah. But if you start looking at things like Jones, Lance, Chase, three, mm. four, five, and you know they take Lance instead of Pitts, that's plus eight hundred. Put ten bucks on that, you can win eighty. Yeah. Uh, Lance going third, and then Pitts and Chase, which is what what my first scenario was. That's plus nine hundred. Wow, that's a big difference there. And then you get something like, I've been told that it's a thing that the Patriots might trade up to number four for Justin Fields. That doesn't feel necessary. Number four. I've been told that that it's a thing when it's it comes to Patriots trading up that high. Because if if the rumors are true that nobody's high on him except the Patriots, I don't see why. Right. Like because you don't then you're, need then you're to trade up that far. Up, then you're you giving need, up so much more. Yeah, you don't for need him. to trade up that far. I feel like I feel like eight at the highest yeah, for him. Right. Eight or yeah, eight or nine. Trey Lance being picked by the Falcons 
plus eight hundred. Mm. You can win. You can get an eight times difference of winning there. Trey Lance to the Falcons, which I think is very much in play. Uh, Quiddy Pay to the Giants plus sixteen hundred. Like I said, Michael Parsons plus three fifty. Instead, you can kind of hedge those together. Justin Fields being a Patriot plus three hundred. I think that's going to happen one way or another. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd put a lot of money on that one. Yeah, and I believe the scenario where Lance goes third and Fields goes fourth, say the Patriots trading up, that's like plus two thousand. Ooh, so that's ten bucks to win two hundred. Like that's wild. I just place that, and you lose ten bucks. Huh? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> who cares? Ten who bucks, cares? whatever. Yeah, the payout's too good. Yeah, so I think that's where we stand. We did the whole entire episode yes. on the NFL, on the draft. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was gonna happen. A few minutes of Twitter talk, and then uh, yeah, man. and that's that's gonna be it for the semester. Right. This is finals week. I think most people probably aren't even gonna be in here this week, but we're we're just built different. Yeah. <laughs> We're vaccinated. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why we're in here. Not yep. because it's finals. Yeah, we weren't in here before we were vaccinated. Yeah, no, we even we just had really good mics at home. We <laughs> the home setups. <laughs> I had a booth in my closet. Exactly. Yeah. Put up the old styro the, the foam on the oh, walls. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The acoustics, acoustics gotta be good. You, exactly. you gotta have good acoustics yeah. at home. All right. So yeah, we'll uh, who knows if we'll do anything over the summer that'll just be podcast form yeah. only. We did that last year when we were in quarantine and just talked about American Idol for hours. Yeah, we did. The <laughs> audio sounded awful compared Skype. to this. Skype and Zoom. Amazing. So good time. Otherwise, it may be until about what, August or September until we're back in here. Mm-hmm. So it might be a while. Yeah. Just a few weeks. Yeah. yeah, it'll it'll go by fast. Listen, this summer is gonna be very eventful for a lot of people compared to last summer. So it might just fly by. Yeah. It may just fly by. Let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope it's just chaos. When we get back, man, you think that's, yeah. Right now it's the end of April. Next time we're in here, probably be the end of August, maybe September. That's a long time in pandemic years. Yeah. Things could be very different. I know. Maybe, could maybe, get the, uh, maybe get the Thursday show back, get a little post-show action in Altos. We'll see. Yep, yep, we'll see. We'll see. Honestly, it might it might come to actually with the television schedule. I'm a, I like to, you know, one of my wrestling shows was moved to a Tuesday night. Maybe, Ooh. you know, it's coming on it's on right now. Maybe Thursday fits a little better, so watch some NXT. Yeah, you know. Early August just you got to jump on that time slot. Exactly. Exactly. Send so, some emails. Yeah. Thursday nights we ride. Thursday. Thir- yep. So until then, it could be a very different world the next time we are on the airwaves. <laughs> the, of w- world, the world might not exist. Hey, like Kyle Shanahan said, you can't even guarantee anyone's going to be alive on Sunday. All right. Let, it, let alone if Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> is going to be on their team. I know. Maybe my Twitter might be back. You never know. You never know. We might, yeah. Tune in next season <laughs> to be continued. Life. And highly disputed. Yeah. <laughs> Death, taxes, highly disputed. Yes.